you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today's topic is a really important one, and it comes up a lot with my clients. So for you heart-centered leaders who are constantly in motion, constantly helping other people, listen up. You need rest. And I know you know it because you come to me in your coaching sessions and you tell me that you want it. But I think we're a little bit confused on exactly what it means to rest. Now, the dictionary definition is that it's a ceasing or a stopping of activity or of work. It's a break. And while that can be valuable, it's not really nuanced enough to be helpful for us. Because for some of us, when we consider the idea of taking a break or doing nothing, it feels a little confusing. Like, I don't know exactly what that means. So I want you just to take a minute and consider. When you think about rest, what comes to your mind? There might be some resistance, like, well, I don't want to just rest. What, what do you mean? Just do nothing. There might be some curiosity or like, that sounds really good. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. And I don't know how to do it, which is kind of fascinating that we're like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to rest. I don't know how to do nothing. Kind of interesting. That's where our brains go. You might turn towards more of a religious aspect. Many religions have a day of rest that God has, has told us that we, that we should rest, whether it's in the form of prayer or meditation or, again, an absence of work. So your religious tradition might come to mind. You might also have a reaction of, in my growing up, in my experience of life, I was told doing nothing is unproductive and unproductive is lazy. So there's lots of different contexts that may have informed our current ideas around rest. So just consider what do you think about rest and where might you have learned some of those ideas? Now, there's a couple of, um, a couple of ways we want to nuance this. And I want to start by talking about this book called Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. And it's by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. She also has a quiz, um, and I'll link it in the notes, that you can go on and see where you have a rest deficit based on her quiz. So it's kind of interesting. So Dalton-Smith says that there's actually seven key areas of rest and that we need this restoration in all of the areas. So see which ones you're kind of tuning into as like, oh, I hadn't thought of it this way. Because for me, I definitely didn't. My thought around rest was, well, I should do nothing. And when I think of doing nothing, I think of watching TV or Netflix and literally just like binge watching for eight or 10 hours. And that doesn't really appeal to me. So here's the first one is physical rest. Now, this one, I think a lot of us can understand, especially if you work out on a regular basis we build in rest days. Why do we have rest days from our workout? Because we know that when we exercise, when we lift weights, when we intentionally strengthen our bodies, we're actually creating micro tears in the muscles. And so we need to allow time for those little micro tears to repair themselves. 
We need to allow our muscles. We need to allow our bodies to regenerate so that they can actually be stronger. So that makes sense to me. So physical rest. It could also be um, sleep, making sure that we're getting high quality sleep, which for adults is seven to nine hours every night. We could also engage in a more of an active physical rest. So here's where we don't have to be doing nothing. We could go for a walk. We could do yoga. We could do some stretching. We could get a massage. All of those things may yield some physical rest. We would know that we need physical rest, maybe from actual aches and pains in our physical body. So we have sensations of those aches and pains or something isn't feeling right or something is sore. So that could be one indicator that we need some physical rest. Of course, fatigue would be another indicator of physical rest being in deficit. Okay. Here's the second one is mental rest. And if we need mental rest, we might be experiencing that like monkey mind. Like I can't turn it off. Maybe in the middle of the night, you're waking up to solve a problem. Maybe you're struggling to fall asleep at night. Maybe you're um, not focused, not mindful. So I like to think of the phrase, like, I want to be where I am. So when I'm at work, I want to be focused on my work and not be thinking about the doctor's appointments and the dentist appointments I need to make. If I need mental rest, it might be really hard for me to slow that racing mind. And it might be hard for me to be fully present in the moment. So we can solve for mental rest by scheduling breaks on purpose. Again, some meditation. We can have intentional quiet time. I've talked about this um, on a different episode where I will just drive with no music on. I will drive in complete science to just silence to give my brain a rest and provide some quiet. So if you feel like you have a deficit in the area of mental rest, where can you build in some white space? Where can you build in an opportunity to download all the things happening in your brain so that you can create some quiet journaling, meditation, quiet time. All of those can be really helpful in in creating mental rest. The next one is spiritual rest. So spiritual rest could be about having a higher purpose, having a connection to God or the universe or nature or a community. We can solve for this. Again, meditation, you can see that that's going to come into play in multiple areas of rest. It could also be in connection. It could be in reconnecting with our roots, with our religious history, or it could be finding a new religion. So it could be through that meditation. Um, Sometimes I find the experience of participating in a religious um, like ceremony or tradition to be really connecting. So that could be something. Is there a tradition from your childhood that maybe would help you feel that connection, connection to something bigger than just ourselves? Another one I think about with, with spirituality and with providing spiritual rest, it's like a zooming out to see how we are connected to everything around us. And one way to do that is through the inspiration, through the inspiration of awe and A-W-E, 
Um, so when we find things that put us in the feeling of awe, we sort of recognize our place in the universe. We recognize there's something so much bigger. We get some perspective. So for me, that could look like looking at the stars at night. When I look at that night sky, it calms my brain, which gives me some mental rest. It creates a connection in my body to the universe, which gives me spiritual rest. It could be looking at mountains, looking at the ocean, looking at a vista, anything that gives us perspective. Okay, so we did physical rest, mental rest, spiritual rest. The next one is emotional rest. And emotional rest is when we feel like we can be our true, authentic selves. And I see this a lot in our helping fields, right? So our coaches, our therapists, our nurses, our teachers, um, folks who work with our senior citizens, folks who are the ones to be the space holders. We are the listeners. We are the problem solvers. We are taking on the emotional burden of other people. We are the caretakers. And when we are constantly the ones in that state, we have to be able to also find someone to hold space for us, to tend to our emotional needs. And I don't mean tend to our emotional needs in in terms of taking care of us or fixing or solving our, our problems or our emotional needs, but it's more like, do I have a space where I can like share my feelings? Do I have a place where I can be my authentic self? I don't have to be a coach. I don't have to be a therapist. I don't have to be the person with the answers, but I can show up as a human and share my human experience with another human. So considering that emotional rest, it's like another way to think of it is, do I have a soft landing? Is there a place where I can just land and be myself and bring all of my own garbage without having to be the expert? Now, the caution on this one is if you tend to lean towards some people-pleasing um, traits where you are always trying to help others, where you are always trying to solve and fix others, and where you are maybe in a place where like, maybe you don't even know exactly who you are or exactly what you need because you're so distracted trying to solve for and help and please other people, this one might be a little bit harder for you to recognize. We're not here to judge that. We're not saying that it's wrong or bad. We just want to notice and be aware. Some of these will feel a little bit more challenging and some of them will feel like, oh yeah, no problem. I totally got that. Like physical rest for me is not a problem. I understand it. I can make that happen. Emotional rest feels a little bit stickier, especially again, when we have some of those patterns of people pleasing. So it's something to be aware of. Okay, the next one is sensory rest. And I think every human needs a break from sensory rest or a break from from their senses. And we all are in a sensory rest deficit. So some things that can help. When we are overstimulated by all of the sights and the sounds and the thoughts and the, the things coming at us, the lights, the phone calls, the text messages, think about how many times in one day you're distracted by picking up your phone or looking at your computer. Did you know on most devices on your phones, you can actually 
um, go into your settings and you can see how many times in one day you pick up your phone. It's just a good, a good benchmark to understand how frequently you get distracted during the day. It's kind of an interesting number to look at. Again, we're not judging it. We're not like telling ourselves that we're wrong. We're just noticing some of these patterns of behavior that we use, that we go through every day and we don't even recognize. We don't even know it's happening. So for sensory rest, again, it could be that racing mind. It could be a feeling of overwhelm. It could even be a thought of like, this is too much. I can't handle it. It could be that, that idea of like, even know what to do first, like an overwhelm. When we constantly have noise in our background, when we constantly have dinging of our cell phones and our text messages and alerts and the DMs and all of the things, our brain has a very difficult time knowing where to focus. So that could be another sign is a lack of focus. At the end of the day, if you are feeling irritable or agitated, or like you've had thoughts like I'm touched out, or I can't talk to another person, it could be a symptom of needing some sensory rest. So sensory rest, right? The easiest thing is to simply turn off as much as you can to find that white space, to be able to be in quiet with yourself journaling, meditating. Here we go. Some of the same things we've heard before. Going on a walk without multitasking, going on a walk without listening to a podcast, making a meal and simply focusing on cutting the vegetables and not trying to have a conversation and listen to a podcast and do all of the things. So being single focused and really being mindful and present in the moment can give us a little bit of sensory rest. Next, we have social rest. And social rest is when we, we feel like we're, we're constantly giving and we're constantly like outputting in that social environment. So for example, um, a teacher who's maybe been in the classroom all day and has been constantly outputting or a coach or a, um, someone who's been dealing with the public all day. It doesn't necessarily mean that you don't want to be with people, but it's making that intentional choice to be with the people who are life-giving, who are going to refill your bucket. So if you're an introvert, this one might not land. For you, it might be getting away from people, which is totally fine. For an extrovert, it might be going toward Uh, spending time with people who really raise your vibration, who give you that life-giving energy instead of just pulling from you. So again, we have to kind of know ourselves here. We have to understand what our symptoms are, what our bodies and what our brains are looking for. So considering relationships and considering like, uh, for example, if you have someone in your life and you hang up the phone and you're like, oh, I feel drained. I might need a reset. I might need a rest from that relationship, particularly at the end of certain days. Whereas other people are, I think they're good listeners and I feel very supported. Maybe they help give me that soft landing that we talked about earlier. So that could be a really vital and crucial relationship that I need to actually put more attention to and not less. And then the last one that we have is creative rest. 
And again, just to, um, just to reiterate that this is from Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith's work. So the last one that we have is creative rest. And creativity is interesting because I think especially as adults, a lot of us along the way have sort of lost some of the things that used to be really fun that we used to do just for pleasure. There's no, there's no purpose to it. And for me, I kind of think that like creativity and play go together. We don't do it for any purpose other than the enjoyment of the activity itself. Singing, dancing, pottery, drawing, um, any kind of creative outlet. And it doesn't matter if you are not good at it. It doesn't matter if no one else will ever see it. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's something that will be in your closet forever. Photography. Um, any kind of creative outlet that just creates that like soul on fire feeling, but it also creates a different feeling, which, which is called flow. And that feeling of flow when we're just in the moment and time, it seems to stand still. We have no idea. Have I been doing this activity for an hour or four hours? I don't know. Now, a lot of people I know happen to love puzzles and they find that to be a really good creative outlet. I personally find puzzles to be excruciating and very painful and a source of frustration. So that would not be my creative outlet. But really thinking about where can I find that creative rest? Because it could also be in the enjoyment of someone else's art. It could be walking through a neighborhood and appreciating the flowers. It could be going to a garden. It could be appreciating someone else's artwork. It could be noticing your own home and allowing that creative rest just in your own home. So there's no prescription to any of these. We all have to find the ways of rest that feel good in our bodies and give us the feeling of like rejuvenation. I kind of, the the picture in my head is like, we're, we're lighting the flame. When we talk about energy and burning out, it's like the image that is always used is that match that is sort of a smoking match. And this is the opposite. This is like, how do I light the match? How do I grow that flame? How do I step into my most authentic humanity and take care of all these aspects of who I am, my physical body, my mental state, my emotional state, my spirit, my soul. How do I provide myself with these different experiences so that I can truly feel rest, which is not necessarily an absence of doing, but instead it's, it's the opportunity to reconnect with myself, reconnect with my people, reconnect with the universe. So that might even be a better word to use. If we go all the way back to the beginning and your brain is resistant to the word rest because of some of the messages and conditioning that you've received about what it means to rest, maybe reconnection would serve you better. Maybe the thought of reconnecting to self or to the universe or to others. And you could change it to any word that feels right for you. Maybe self-care resonates for you. That each of these areas is a way, is an opportunity 
to provide myself with self-care or self-compassion or self-love. Whatever works for you so that you can experience the full, like the fullness of who you are. Because when we're just so busy doing and we're so busy taking care of others, that's what we lose. We lose ourselves. So I invite you to take a look at the link in the notes. Take that quiz for yourself. Check out Sandra, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith's book if you want more information on this. And really start experimenting with what feels good for you. What kind of rest do you need so that you can experience your full humanity? Thanks so much for listening today. I'll see you all soon. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching, where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.